Hey everyone, this is Ben Chapman. Thank you for listening to Luminous Church Podcast. It's always an honor that you would take time out of your day to listen to us. We hope that you would see Jesus more clearly today and that you would also be inspired to make a difference wherever you find yourself. Enjoy today's sermon and God bless you. Well, hey, Luminous Church Online, it is Thursday night. We are here for our service. Can I give it up for our service? Come on, somebody. Got a good, good, good participation, good family moment here. If you've been missing your Luminous family, I encourage you to join us Thursday nights. It's, it's really a lot of fun, but um, I know that we'll be meeting Sunday mornings traditionally here in just a few weeks, and that's going to be an exciting time as well. I ask that you just go ahead and continue to just keep praying. Um, uh, we've been praying this prayer that we would be humble, that we would repent of our t- wicked ways, and that we would believe that God would heal our land. And so join us in praying for that. If you didn't know, Tuesday nights, we're praying 8.30 every Tuesday night in June. Invite you to that space. It's been really powerful, not just for prayer, but we've been having conversation afterwards, and it's been awesome. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 14. And if you don't have your Bibles, shame on you. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no. Grab your Bibles. John chapter 14 is where we're going to be. And uh, I'm I'm excited. You can use your phone. I know that some of you are watching online, uh, using our online from our website platform. There's a Bible link right there that you can click on to just follow along with the Word of God. We've been in this series of just talking about the character of God. I, I think, you know, it's it's no coincidence how the Holy Spirit works. That when we were planning this series, we were planning this series that we needed to know God's character because in the midst of a pandemic, we knew that the emotions were ever high in households as we were in quarantine and isolation. And it would be easy for us to give ourselves over to some of our, our, our feelings, wouldn't it? Some of our emotions. Uh, I, as I've talked to some people and then we felt um, waves of depression, waves of anxiety, waves of different uh, um, things that are happening. I, I really, as we were talking with the team and praying, we just said we need to go into God's character. Who is Jesus, what is he about? And if we can understand Jesus, we will also understand the Father, as we're going to read tonight. And this is so important. And I feel like it's no coincidence because of everything that's been happening nationally with with just these injustices that have been happening, the protests that are good and and fighting for people, believing for change to happen in our nation which we so desperately need and yet there's this divide that is happening and it's happening in our church you see you may or may not know this but we're a multicultural church and and we have always existed for all people for all time that we exist as a church we will be a church for all people It's a unique challenge because we have different party affiliations come through our doors every Sunday or watching online. We have red and blue. 
We have different ethnicities stepping into our church every Sunday. There's uh, Ross, who's a Filipino, running the camera right now. We have Chase, who's an African-American man. We have Alyssa, who's Hispanic. We have so many different ethnicities that come into our doors. and, And I'm just telling you, the enemy wants to divide like never before. And we are understanding this in our church. You know, it's, it's amazing how you can exist in times of peace to, with one another. Have you found that to be true? In, in, in times when there's not unrest and everything's peaceful, we can just love one another, be in proximity, and you vote for that person and you vote for that person. But we can, we can come in and we can worship our king. But in a moment like right now in our nation, there is a divide. There is something that is tearing the very fabric of the relationships in the kingdom of God like never before. And so, so it is important for us to understand who Jesus is. Not understand. Yes, I want to understand how you feel. I want to understand how you feel. I, I want to understand that. We have conversations about that. We're going to continue those conversations. It's important how you feel. But how you feel should come under the lordship of Jesus Christ, that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords, and that he is bringing all people unto himself. And so tonight we're going to talk about John 14, where Jesus would say this. Let's read this together, verse 1 through 7. And if I feel so much as inclined to go off script or off the outline tonight, we may read a few more verses. Verse 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. How many have troubled hearts right now? I, I, I want to set this up. You realize John 13, right before this, this was when Jesus actually washed his disciples' feet. He actually sat down and he washed their feet. And then he called out two people. One he called out for who was going to betray him, Judas. The second he called out was Peter, that you were gonna, he was going to deny him three times. You see, they're, they're having this moment where Jesus is serving them, and they're breaking bread, and it's a beautiful moment, and it's, it's awesome. And then all of a sudden he said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. He said, do not let your heart be troubled. How can you not let my heart be troubled? You just said I'm going to deny you three times. You you just said that that you're going to be betrayed by one of us in this circle, that you are going to give your life on the cross, that this man that we've been walking with for three years is about to leave us and, and, and go to another place that he's been talking about, another kingdom, and we're going to be stuck here. How do you expect me to not be troubled? I think that's a lot of us that we're troubled. Some of us feel left and abandoned. Some of us feel betrayed. Some of us feel these moments of denial. Some of these moments feel like we have denied Christ in this season. That we've taken up maybe something else above Christ. And and there's this moment, but Jesus is always for you. He's always been for you. He loves you. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Trust me. Trust me. 
In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That where I am, you may also be. This is comforting because Jesus is saying, all this trouble is coming upon you, but I am coming to Prepare a place for you, a, a place with many rooms. Now, when we read that, sometimes we think about mansions, don't we? We think about, we think about uh, that mansion that has, you know, eight bedrooms and, and ten bathrooms, like, and they only have one child. It's what is going on there? We think about that. Maybe if I could just have that room, that would be nice. I don't want you to miss the point here because Jesus wasn't just saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you, a, 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 a palace or a home. But he's preparing a home for you, a place where you could dwell with him. See, it wasn't about the proximity of the bedroom or the place that you would lay your head. It was about being with him. You see, Jesus was saying that, that you're troubled because you realize I'm going to be betrayed and I may be leave but i'm going to prepare and make a way for you i'm going to make a way for you that you would come home there's this slogan right now in the church it says welcome home maybe you've seen it in our church banners that say welcome home that's not just home to a, a building with four walls but when we say welcome home we're saying welcome to the family of god Welcome to the kingdom. Welcome to what Jesus has established for you, that he has made a way for you, that Jesus in this moment speaks to their doubts, and I will say that Jesus will also speak to your doubts. In every situation, whatever you're doubting, know that Jesus is going to speak directly to those doubts, those fears, those anxieties. C.S. Lewis would say this, if I find in myself desires when nothing in this, in this world can satisfy. The only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. You feel that to be true right now? Like there's not a lot of things that are satisfying. I mean, sure, I, I love my wife. She's on the front row tonight. You know, she satisfies me. I, I love my kids. They satisfy me. I love my job, my career. It satisfies me. Um, but there's many things that are not satisfactory. I'm looking around, and I'm looking at the unfairness of people. When I'm looking around, and I'm looking at different situations, not satisfying. I mean, just last Thursday, I was rattled because we had a home evacuation in our neighborhood because a man decided to suffocate his entire family in the garage, and they thought it was some kind of terrorist attack or some kind of bomb. They evacuated the whole neighborhood. I'll tell you what, we were all rattled, but I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied when somebody ends their life prematurely or ends somebody else's life prematurely. I'm not satisfied with that. If I'm not satisfied, the only logical explanation is there is another world, there is another kingdom that will fully satisfy. It's going to satisfy you and it's going to satisfy me. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, because where he is is truly where home is found. 
and you know the way to where I am going. In verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Poor Thomas. Every time he's mentioned in Scripture, it's doubt, it's questions, it's confusion. I mean, God just gets a poor rap, but to be honest, we're probably asking the same questions. Jesus said to him in verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. This is incredible because we're seeing that Jesus is making these definitive statements where he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. This is important because the way is a path, a path to to, uh, our ultimate destination, the ultimate place of where we will spend eternity, the ultimate place where this life is but a blink and the rest of life is forever. And Jesus says, I am the path to that eternity. I am the way. I am the truth, and that needs to be said, that Jesus is the truth in a place where there's relative truth, where where your truth and your truth may contradict each other. Have you found that to be true lately? You know, you look at at some news medias, and and they're reporting on the same subject, but there's two different truths that you're hearing. How many know that's true? Uh, How many know that you've heard that? Uh, Maybe it's true. I don't know. But what he's saying is, I am the truth, that there's absolute truth found in Jesus, in who he is. And then he says, I am the life, life. He is everything that is life, physical and spiritual. He is the one who breathed life physically. He's the one who sustains life physically, and he's the one who breathes life spiritually. This is who Jesus is, and this is why we need to see him. And since day one at Luminous, we have a slogan where we say, see Jesus clearly. We exist to see Jesus clearly. We want to see him. Why? Because there's a lot of people who believe in God or gods. But when you see Jesus, you see the Father. When you see Jesus, you see the one true God. Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For all those who are watching right now and you're crying out, where is God in the midst of this tragedy? I would just position you into a place of looking for Jesus. If you're asking, where is God? Does God even care? Does God even know? Does God even make a way for me? Does he even do this? I would say, just look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at his life. Look at his character. Look at what he's doing. You see, Jesus was prophesying that that Judas was going to betray him, that Peter was going to deny him. He stated that which hasn't happened as though it was fact, as though it was going to happen. Here's the amazing thing about Jesus, is that he speaks to the future, and he comforts in the moment where there could be anxiety about tomorrow. This is what Jesus does, is he comes in and he says, I, there may be trouble, but I'm going to come, and I'm going to take you home. There may be trouble, but I prepared a place for you. 
There may be trouble and it may be as though I'm leaving, but I'm only leaving temporarily because I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back and I must go so that I can send the Holy Spirit to you. The Holy Spirit who will guide you into all truth. This is what he has done. This is what he does. So if we know the character of Jesus, we can know the Father. So I implore you, right now, wherever you're watching, get with Jesus. Read about him. Read the Gospels. Read about who he is and how he speaks and how he comforts, how he wants to meet needs in every situation. Read about him. And if you've lost your way, I want to tell you that we've all lost our way. We've all moved from different places where we lose our way pretty quickly. But Jesus says, I am the way. To look for the path, some of us look for a road. We look for a direction. We're looking for something that we can physically walk on or physically drive on. But Jesus right here says that it isn't a physical road. But Jesus is the road. It is Jesus who is the path. If you're looking for your destiny, it is only found in Jesus. I want to invite Chantal and Jasmine to close us out with a song. And as we do, I want you to just ask, I want to just ask this question. Have you been looking to Jesus in this season? Has he been the one that you've been longing for and the one that you've been holding on to? Is he, is it? Jesus that you've been searching after. I want to pray for you, and after I pray, I want you to just sit in the song and just worship with us. Maybe you'll stand in your living room. Maybe you'll stand. Um, don't stand in your car, please. But let's pray. Father, we just love you. Jesus, I thank you that you've prepared a place for us. And Jesus, it's not ambiguous. It's not It's not something that we can't understand or comprehend, but you are the way, the way. You are the direction to the place that we long for. And God, I just pray if there's anybody who is troubled, anybody who's dismayed, any anxiety, any fear, any worry, come Jesus and be the way, be the truth, and be the life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing.